Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. We have a treat for everybody out there. Me and my brother Ray, you know, what's one of our most favorite things to have on the show, Ray? You know what we're talking about. Uh, Guests with those creepy stories. Oh yeah. It's like the original backbone of this show. You know, if it wasn't for the telling of creepy stories and ghostly stories, there would be none of this show. When me and Ray sparked it off many, many years ago, it was from, you know, talking about these things. Somebody else that kind of we met out, out there in the artistic platform world of the filmmaking, also a podcaster, Jesse Waglin. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey, anytime. It's always a pleasure to work with you. I know you, you were in the Victoria segment, the star of our Victoria segment. First thing we ever did way back when, and uh, I know you're a part of the Dead Kids of Derry show, part of the old Boombastic Media Network. Oh yeah, I'm also a part of a uh, Expose Productions. Word up! What's yeah, that? buddy. What is uh, this? It's by Gino McGahey, and he's he's just awesome. He's amazing. He's giving me a lot of opportunities as well. Well, life's all about opportunities. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we want to give you an opportunity to tell us some ghost stories this evening. All right. So I always had, like, ghosty things happen to me when I was a kid. And when I was living in my childhood home, I would see, like, these footsteps or, like, these uh, shadows, like, underneath the door. And I'd hear, like, these voices and really, like, weird languages. So I knew it wasn't my family. And I was just, I just thought it was really strange, you know? So I'd always keep my door closed. And then... I'd also see this little kid outside my window and he like just would be staring at me like from down, like on the ground, which was really strange. Yeah. The worst thing though, like that happened was I was in my, my brother's room. We had a bunk bed and I opened the door cause I had to go pee and I see this, this shadow guy like standing in the middle of the hallway and he has these red eyes. He was wearing a top hat and he was like super, super big. And I remember I really, really had to pee. And I was like, it's either my brother's messing with me. So I'm going to knock them down and go to the bathroom or it's a ghost. And I'm just going to run through the motherfucker. So that's what I did. I ran through him and I realized it wasn't my brother. And I ended up getting pushed down the stairs and I rolled down the stairs and like, I run over to my dad and he's recording music and he didn't believe me. So I run over to my mom and, and she believes me. So she talked me out of it. But like years later, I was Googling stuff because I was watching a haunting and I didn't realize that the hat man was like an actual thing. Like so many other people have seen him and been like, like attacked by him. Yeah. We, uh, me and Dave, me and Dave Maggot. We have a Hatman story. I forget which project we're coming back from at this time. It could have been Groundhog, shooting Groundhog. And I remember we were, uh, we were cruising back. We were in Hanover by Car- Cardinal Spelling. It's like a high school type deal. And I remember I had my window down and we were just cruising towards his house. And I remember we, you know, it was just us on the road. And uh, we, we were coming up on it. And I looked and it was, you know, it was kind of, it was quiet. It looked like there was a dude with, with long, like long legs. He was wearing a, like old timey coat, a black top hat. And he was standing, he was like 15 feet tall and he was just kind of like waving. 
And I remember I drove by and I was like shook because like you're not you're not you know expecting to see something like that, and you have like that moment where you're kind of like, wait a second, like what is what is going on right here? Yeah. And then and then I turned to Dave, and me and Dave have talked about paranormal stuff too because Dave's sensitive to those things, and we've he you know he's seen ghosts on other sets and stuff before, um, but I remember going, I did you see that to him? And he goes, yeah. And I remember uh, I said, it will describe to me what you just seen. Because I didn't want to tell him what I seen because I was like, I wanted to see what the dealio here was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he uh, he described the thing exactly the way that I seen it. The only difference is that in my, when I seen it, he looked like he was 15 feet tall. And when Dave seen it, Dave said he was floating. He was regular size, but he was floating up that high. Oh. That was like that gives me goosebumps right now just to like we, hear, we just to like it, yeah. say yeah and I remember you know it was one of those things where like anybody who's ever been in that experience when you when you pass by something that close in the paranormal and that tingle you get up your spine like my window was down like that window went up immediately cuz you just <laughs> get that vibe you just get that vibe like something just kind of reaching out and reaching through the window and grabbing you or something like that. And the the horrifying nature of that. Yeah. Like the movie Southbound. Yeah. That's such a sick movie. That reminds me of another story. Um, me and my friend Jillian, we were driving down Cranberry highway and in the middle of the highway, there was this, this guy. Like I, I don't see like most of the time I see things in my mind. I don't see them like, like you're a person. So I get this image in my brain of like this guy in the middle of the road and he's wearing like a red jacket and a blue hat and he was just standing there and like we drove through him and I didn't want to say anything to my friend but I was like hey did you see that and she was like I think I did and I was like well what was he wearing and she was like a red a, a red j- jacket and a, and a blue hat and I was like exactly and we had to pull over and like cry because we were so shook. Yeah. Just like, why are these things happening? Ray, when was the first time you ever seen a paranormal thing? I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Well, the first time I was about seven years old. Um, we used to live in a second floor. Actually, it's a town I moved back into. I'm living now. My parents moved out when I was 10. We used to live in the second floor of a house. And I was looking out the window and I saw what looked like this kind of banged up, mutilated kid go by the window. Mm. He kind of slowed down and he looked in and then he kept going. And that kind of freaked me out. Now, we were about 100 yards from uh, some railroad tracks. Later on in life, I found out that there had been some kids killed on those tracks. And what happened was that uh, as the years went by, they got rid of the tracks there's no training, there's no tracks even. But people in town used to talk about how they can sometimes still hit a train whistle. Oh, wow. And uh, I think it was last, about a year, year and a half ago. Uh, well, I, at one point where I first lived when I moved back, different area, but the tracks were maybe a quarter mile away. And I was out, out back having a cigarette, enjoying the evening, and I hear the train go by. And about a year ago, um, I was doing the same thing where I am now. I'm outside. I'm just relaxing. And where the tracks used to be, I'm now within about 
100 feet, not 100 yards, at where the old tracks used to be. And uh, I hear the train and the whistle go by. And it's the talk of the town. Every once in a while, we have a town page. Every once in a while, it says people go, oh, heard the train whistle again. Heard the train go through in the, uh, where the tracks used to be. And the interesting thing is the tracks run all the way through the town, coming out in a town to the north of us. And what they've decided to do is to make where, since it's nothing ever grew back in. I mean, the tracks are gone, but there's a path through there. Nothing filled in. It's still, it's still empty. So they're going to make a walking trail on where the tracks used to be, where the haunted train still goes through. Oh, my God. That's going to that's gonna be very interesting. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I want to take a walk down those tracks. And I wanna... Me too. Another thing I noticed when you were talking, um, you said sometimes you see these things in your mind. Yeah, so it's like I get visions in my in, in my head. It's like I'm I'm seeing it, but not like physically. It's very strange. And you, sometimes I see them like a heat wave. You have some abilities, uh, sensitive or mediumship abilities, because that's uh, quite often how you see things. Yeah. Is that I mean, if you're. I mean, I'm a medium, and I, I, I used to give galleries and such, and um, I'd be talking to somebody, and when I say talking, I'm talking in spirit, but I'm talking with my mind, not out loud. Yes, okay. I'm asking questions, and then suddenly I see this person in my mind, and they're in front of me, and I'll say something like, uh, give me something they can identify with with and I get a pain in my right leg my my knee and stuff and I can see them over there kind of rubbing their knee and I'll shift out of my mind to the person saying oh by the way on their right leg they injured their knee it was never right and the person goes oh yeah yeah okay okay but I see it in my mind and then I relay it to the people and they confirm that that's oh that was the person yeah he was bald oh yeah he had a bad knee or he this that the other and they, you speak through your mind your mind senses it and you can, you can see it. It's almost, if you practice and if you have guidance from somebody, you can develop to the point where you find yourself, let's say, you know, show me where you used to live or something. You say something like that. But with practice, when you build the energy up, you can find yourself kind of, whoever, you, whoever you're talking to in this world mm-hmm. kind of fades in the background. It's like they go in your mind and you find yourself standing in the old house. And you can walk through it and say, oh, when you were a kid, there was this over here, and there was this over there, and there was a rocking chair with a uh, magazine rack and an ashtray with a brass stand next to it, and, you, and they were over there going, oh, God, that's my own house. But it's like they, it becomes more and more real, the better, the more and more you work it, so that it's, you kind of lose that connection. It's no longer really in your mind. You're there with them. That makes a lot of sense. I actually, I have a lot of uh, different visions like that, and I think I get a lot of pain from other people, too. I'm like, I know I'm not hurt, but like my leg hurts. And then I see this, some guy like walking into the store, like limping and I'm like, Oh, it's my favorite customer. And then it makes sense. Like I'm very like empathic as well. Yep. That that's one of the things I know that uh, quite often I'd ask somebody, um, how did you die? And I might get a, suddenly have tr- trouble breathing and a pain in my, in my chest. And mentally I would say, thank you. And it would go away. And I say, Oh, by the way, the person had breathing problems, they eventually died of a heart attack. 
they would give I me the pain, but they wouldn't, they obviously didn't kill me. Yeah. They, I would feel the symptoms. And as soon as I said, thank you, they released those symptoms and I could relay the message. So you're yeah, being an empath, you're going to pick up a lot of emotional and physical things. And you've definitely got those skills. It's finding the right person to do two things. One is develop them and two, teach you proper protection. So because uh, if you just pursue it without that, then you're putting yourself at risk. I've heard that before, actually. I didn't really understand because I got a message from one of my friends. He's a, a psychic as well. And I walked into his store and he's like, babe, you need to you need to close that eye. And I'm like, what? He's like, your third eye is beaming open. And I didn't really understand because that's all he said. And then he left. And I'm like, okay, I guess I need to calm it down somehow. It's like my brain is always open, but I don't know how to contain it. There is a uh, mostly ghostly we, we did. Um, I used to run day-long seminars and teaching people protection and communication. And we did a variation. Uh, and we have one. I think it's called Spirit Channeling. There's two episodes. Uh, they're about an hour and a half or so each. But it goes over protection and communication. And uh, if you don't have someone to work with, that might give you a starter on, on some things to do. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yay. And please, now, both of you, if you, you know, you all can also talk about the, the Dead Kids, not just the podcast show, but the, both of you seen Dead Kids as the youngsters. Now, the one that you've seen in the window, Jess, was that gory, like, like Ray's was all, could you tell that it was like hit by a train gory or just kind of be, I know you said beat up. Was it, like, mutilated looked, or, like... It was more like he was, like, dirty and his face was extremely blue. But we also live near... We I lived, like, right next to an ocean. So it could have been, like, a child that, like, died in the water and was just, like, chilling. Because I used to sneak out and, like, go to the beach in the middle of the night. And I'd oh. see this... There's also this lady. She's in white. And she, like, floats on the water. And I saw her once. It was beautiful. Terrifying, but beautiful. <laughs> it sounds beautiful. Right? Yeah, that's, but, uh, yeah, I was, oh, was going to say that sounds a lot like maybe you got an attachment. I think Ray would agree with me on that. Yeah. I've always like wanted to help spirits. There was this one time at this, uh, at this uh, cemetery. Mm -hmm. I was using a Ouija board with my friends because we thought it was a fun idea. And it said my name, which I was like, oh, no, this this can't be good. But we're talking to this little girl, and she said she was trapped. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I, Then I kind of like saw her in my mind. It was like, really shaded out, though. And I told her that I wanted to help like release her, and I heard this whistle like right behind us. It was like a man's whistle, and it happened a couple of times. And I didn't really know how to help, but I felt like she was with us in the car. And then when we got to like leave the cemetery area, she was gone. Like, I couldn't feel her anymore, and we heard that whistle one more time, but right before we, like, left. He was whistling for her, for her to come back. That's what I thought, and I, it made me mad, because I was like, no, like, she's scared. She doesn't want to be with you. Probably killed her, though. He, it, was, it could have been a murder-suicide. I get vibes, too, a murder-suicide vibe. Oh, that's so sad. But how do you, like, do you guys know how to, like, help a spirit, if you can? Ray has, would, would know about that because we've been to some places. Ray, what do you think of that? Um, you, can, you can do that. You basically, 
there are things on the web, but what, what it comes down to is that you tell them you're not there to harm them. You're there to help. You tell them that it's okay to let go. No one will hurt you. And you tell them they can go into the light. Um, it is love. It is safe. And it's your time to go, to let go and to move on. That's kind of a simplified version of it. But you do that with a lot of sincere energy and from your heart. And that sort of thing quite often is enough to move someone on who's trapped. All they need is a, is a little bit of direction and a little bit of encouragement and they will let go. I'm getting goosebumps. I, I did most of that. I don't think I told her to go to the light, but I also lost like confidence as well. And I think that's a huge part of it. You got to be careful too, which is very important, you know? Yeah. And there's also, you know, the thing we brought up, the, the taking of when we went to the Rutland prison camp, you know, I remember there was a girl that was in there that the mediums kind of could see and they, they, they wanted to, I said, I believe they wanted to let her like set her free, but there was a spirit there that wouldn't let her leave. And they were catching a vibe of like, it was in this, it was in this, like, I don't know what you'd call it, but it was pretty big. And there was multiple entities in there. One was like a younger girl. One was like a brute, like the kind of the leader of the bunch that was hard, but like was sweet to the girl. They got a vibe that like the bad things kind of happened to the girl. She died, wound up there, but the dude didn't kill her, but he just kind of like watched out after there. Then there was these two other dudes that were kind of lesser powerful or whatever in the place um, that were there. They were kind of bad. And if it was left to them, they might kind of be bad towards the girl. But I knew that that protector was there and she either couldn't felt like she couldn't leave or she felt like she was safer with that dude than anywhere else that she would be. So like, it's very tricky where sometimes they can't do or won't want to go. I see. So we're mainly like, we're, we don't just have guides, but we can also guide them. You got to be yeah. very careful. Though. But you have to be careful. That Ouija board thing, when you said that, I got the eeks. You got to treat Ouija boards like police officers. You don't want them to know your name ever. You know oh I mean? my god i know and this i used the ouija board that i've had for a while i think i actually messed up when i was like a child because when i was like five years old i think five yeah. or six um we had a ouija board in the house because my mom's pagan too and like we were using it me and my brother and my sister and my two brothers were like diagonal from each other but we have one brother that doesn't believe in anything and it started to move and it started to say stuff and he got so freaked out that he broke the circle. And when he did that, something came out of that board and pushed all of us on the ground. Yeah. I don't play with the Ouija board. I, I, you know, I grew up in a religious family and um, the, the first thing I ever heard about a Ouija board as a young age was my uncle and his girlfriend had one. um, And they, they were using one and it started giving them answers that were creeping them out. And so they threw it in a fire and supposedly it didn't burn. It just made a hissing noise, which is very creepy in itself. And then later in years while doing the mostly ghostly show, we've had a few people on the show that have told that exact same type of story where they threw it into a fireplace and it didn't burn and hissed. And every time I hear a guest say that, I get, I get goose 
I got goosebumps that, you know, I gotta, I gotta go have a professional pop those fucking things and get them off me. That's how big those goosebumps are. They put me on goosebump, Dr. Goosebumper, you know, (laughs) um, but like, I'm always creeped out because it just like nails home the fact that it's like, yes, this is legitimate stuff that happens probably a lot more than anybody would like to think that it does. It really well, does. What, What's worse what is that when the Ouija board comes back. Yeah. What, uh, one thing you got to keep in mind, whether it's a Ouija board, uh, scrying in a mirror, or uh, just any communication, you are opening a doorway or portal. So that's why you need the protection and you have to be able to control it because uh, that's kind of like a, a in the spirit world, it's kind of like, whoa, look at that, a doorway, here we come. Everyone, like, oh. And then everyone comes out. Yeah, and then it's kind of like, oops, stop. <laughs> and be- before doing any mediumship, I always had a ritual that allowed people, uh, I set boundaries, basically. What could and couldn't come through, and that was it. And so, so as you're like you the ringleader. Well, it's not re- not really the, the the ring leader. I mean, I, I would I would go through the a ritual ahead of time and uh, basically set it up all for the positive benefit of the people in, that were there. Okay. And not allow any nothing else was allowed to come through. But with that protection and that practice, you get very good at doing it. So that yeah. You may not want to use a Ouija board, but when you do get communication, you can control what's going on back and forth. Because any attempt at communicating, you are opening that door, and you can never be sure what's going to come through if you're not careful. Makes sense. I hate when it's like, I hear stories of these bad spirits, and they mimic, like, loved ones. Mm. It's scary. It is. Older, yeah, the older and the younger that go after them. Is that they're more accessible to kind of go with it? Yeah, a lot of things happen when I was a kid. Like they still happen now, um, but I've I've kind of learned how to like close it down. But um, most of like the things that have attached to my t- attached to me is very protective, and I don't know if they're like family members or like other things that that love me or things that I've picked up on the way. But I have like a couple more stories if you want to hear them. I oh, do yeah. want to hear those stories. Ray, do you want to comment on what you just said? I feel like you oh, yeah. As far as being protective and stuff, if you think it's somebody who feels like it, mm-hmm. you can ask them directly. Um, like, there was one time an old man showed up and uh, kind of off to the side in the shadows. I wasn't doing anything, but I got a really good feeling, and it was a very familiar feeling from my, uh, from my childhood. And um, this was a lot of years ago. And I basically said, okay, if you're who I think you are, give me a sign that I will know something I knew when I, because I used to spend time with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I lived in a floor above him. We lived downstairs. And I give me a sign that I know it's you. And all of a sudden, I could smell a pipe. And it was the type of tobacco he would smoke. So I just said, thank you. Yep. Okay. Thanks for being around. Thank you for the sign. I went about my business. You can call him on uh, if there's something there. You know, it's kind of like, let's say if it's someone's um, mother or something like that. And, and they had a nickname. And you, you think it might be a knock. You, you might say, mom, if that's you, give me, 
what do you used to call me? What's my nickname? And if mom gives you that nickname, you say, thanks for being around, mom. And then you go about your business. Mm. All right. All right. So they're just kind of like checking up on us. Yep. They, they do. They drop, they drop in, they check up once in a while and help us when they can. That makes me feel so happy. I see my dad as like a white mist. That's good. Yeah. One day it was uh, my birthday. It was a few years ago and I was having like the worst day. I was at the beach. I was just crying and I was like just trying to lose it, you know? And on your birthday? I, yeah, on my birthday. I was horrible. I was alone and everything. Oh. And um, I just really, I was just missing my dad. Even though he passed away when I was 11, like I never, you'll, you're never going to not miss them, you know? So I was just like, dad, like, I just want to see you one more time. Like, please. And next thing I fucking know, guys, he was right next to me. He was in that seat, in the car, right next to me. And I heard his voice. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever, like, I have goosebumps again. Like, ah, I love it so much. And I think he's, like, always been there, you know? Because, like, a couple times um, I'd be, like, with a boyfriend and we'd just be, like, sleeping. And I'd wake up and, like, I'd see these things around us. This one time, this guy I was seeing, he was a, a real piece of shit. And his things would go missing. Like, we were watching a movie, and his cell phone was next to mine. We didn't touch him at all throughout, like, the whole movie. We go to pick up our phones, and the back of his phone is on this pipe, because we were in the basement, across the basement, and then his battery was shoved in the couch on the other side of the basement. Hmm. And I'm just like, haha, they don't like you. And the scariest one that happened was, um, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had sleep paralysis, and I was just like, this is... This happened once before, but then I like, I look and I see that there's two blue beings right next to me and I look over to the other side and I see another blue being on his side and one of them saw that I was looking at him and so they looked at each other and then they zoomed back into the ceiling. Like they just like dissipated into this white, into the blue white light into the ceiling. Yeah. I have Uh, no idea what that is. (laughs) It's. I'm with it. Like, I, I do think that they people watch out for you after. It's got to be that, you know. With you saying that that kid was, like, trouble, it it really does. Because, you you know, you think of things like love and stuff like that. Like, in the energy of love, it's like there's very few things stronger. I mean, love's something that when your body's gone, love would still be there. It's, it, it, you know, it outlasts. So it's kind of like, of course it would be if somebody was bad, you know, in somebody's life and somebody had the power to come back um, and do some stuff, you know, that, that, you know, yeah, that's kind of beautiful. I got to say, you know what I mean? I agree. And I believe, I definitely believe that that was your dad and stuff looking out for you and maybe even other people with him. Um, It's kind of beautiful to hear that story. You know, I think everybody can take something away from that story who might feel like, loved ones who got, who are gone, you know, you got to kind of look for the, for the small things that kind of perk up a day, you know, you having a bad day and, you know, it might've took a lot of energy for whatever to kind of bring that to you. So I guess you could, you know, I guess just kind of take it a little closer to the heart with appreciation, not saying that just doesn't, but yeah, you know, it's those things. You should never, I guess you never do really know who who's out there when they're there and, 
That 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 appearing in with next to you in the car gave me the goosebumps. I still got the goosebumps. I can't get them <laughs> to go away. I'm rubbing my arms. Um, He's a strong force, that's for sure. <laughs> did you say that he was recording music in the, earlier in this episode? Was he a musician? I, yeah, he was. He was the greatest musician. I swear. I don't even say that because I was his daughter, but he would like self-record he had every string string instrument ever it was like he had a sitar a banjo all this other stuff and he was just so good he would uh play along with like santana on the radio um he was disabled and he was going blind so like music was one of the only things he had you know yeah music is more powerful than people realize they i think they've just become accustomed to having it around so much but when you really think about the power within it it's like, it is magic. It's like, it's kind of the realest form of magic that everybody just kind of ignores. That's cool, though, that it was, he, you know, I all, you know, in spiritual people that I think are in the music, I think there's, uh, there's the, the spiritualism and the magic right there. So I think they go deeper almost, you know. It really does. He um actually, when I was about six, he, he got in a car accident and he broke his back. He died for 12 minutes. And I guess um, he was born again after he, he got back up because in his, in his state, he saw his great-grandmother and Mother Magdalene, I believe, and they gave him this ultimatum of, you can either come with us and not be in pain, or you can live on and you're going to be in extreme pain, but you'll, ask, you'll be there with your kids. And he chose to be there with us. And um, it was insane because he was always in pain i don't remember him not being in pain which is really bad but that's i feel like he made a sacrifice to be there for us and i don't know like i'm, I'm starting to be more religious like as i get older but yeah. eh, it's like i don't know just more of like the spiritual sense of it it's not i see it in a very weird different way but i get it the, the power is there it's very strong I think that the, every you, everybody should know there's a difference between spiritual and religion. Like religion's yeah. more kind of a man-made deal. I think everybody should be spiritual, no yeah. matter if you follow a religion or whatever. Now, I, I know a lot of people when they come to those near-death experiences, it opens up, you know, their minds to things. Did he ever have like? Did he ever? Did he he ever talk or did you hear anybody ever telling you stories about him thinking that, you know, that he could he could you know see things or speak with people from after that incident um not really he was blind so he he wasn't really there and because yeah. of the accident sadly he was like over medicated so okay yeah well it's a I very surprised though <laughs> i know oh, it's a very interesting thing you know what i mean with the, the when you're talking about people, the over you know, whenever I think of over medicating and I think of paranormal now and nowadays, I always think of uh, Doctor Sleep, of course, a grown up <laughs> Danny Torrance trying to get the shining out of his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, nah, I think he's definitely still with you, man. When 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 your power, your energy is that strong, and the and your love's that strong, you can't. You, you can't it, it, your body can disappear, but I don't think that disappears, you know. It never does. Ray, what's your take? I got a question. When you think of your father, does the word nickel mean anything? Or nick? Um not too sure. I see a lot of nickels around him. He used to have like loose change like all around him, like all the time. 
Yeah, because uh, uh, when you were talking about your father, I could see change, and one one that stuck out for some reason was Nick or Nickel. He did tell me, or my mom told me. One of them told me that um, when someone passes away, they leave change, like certain coins. And I've been finding a lot of nickels, like more than pennies, honestly. <laughs> so that's kind of okay. weird. <laughs> well, if you're finding those nickels, but what he's saying, and the reason I got that image is just as he's listening, uh, because in spirit, time is different. Before this happened, they already know this is going to happen. Oh, my God. He's giving you those signs. So it's kind of like the nickels. I see. Oh, that just made me so happy. Ray Ray does this from time to time. <laughs> he's, he's, he's broken people down to tears. I've seen him. I've seen 30-foot men fall into a, a, a tears and, and, and just a mess on the floor from the things Ray would tell him. <laughs> You know I, mean? I do. I have another question for you. Yes or no? Um, you have any pockets on what you're wearing? Because I yes. can't see you now. You do? Yes. Okay. And you have something in one of those pockets? I don't actually. Yeah. I changed my pants. Oh, did you forget something when you changed your pants? Is it a nail? I don't know, but I've, I've got a feeling that for some reason the pocket is coming up. There's something in a pocket. Hold on two seconds. I'm going to go my pants. <laughs> <laughs> for a second there, I was waiting for Ray to reach into the computer and pull a nickel out of her ear. I said, what, 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 we're, we're getting crazy. Now, this is good. I like this. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. You've got to realize that uh, well, not only in a not not the same town, but uh, this particular week, I'm in, I don't know how many hundreds of miles away I'm, I'm in, uh, Ohio is, but I'm in Ohio, and I've got family and a whole bunch of things going on here, but for some reason, that either nick or nickel came up. I don't know what, and the, the idea of pants and pocket. When you got, when, when, pockets. when she yeah, said she was, I'm not going to believe this. What? I had a $10 bill in my pocket, but it's the same president that's on the nickel. That's huh. true. Did you have a ten dollars bill before that? I honestly don't know. I didn't put anything in my pocket. Today. I, you know, I, I, th- I don't think there was a ten dollars bill there, and uh, I think eight dollars of that is owed to mostly ghostly. So I believe you know. so. Here's your donation, guys. <laughs> no, you well, can keep you know, it. You can keep it all for yourself. He could have also also been saying, you know, check your pockets. You don't want to lose that money. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, Daddy, thank you. <laughs> wow, that's a beautiful thing. Oh, man, this is magic. I really think we have, like, superpowers, and people think we're crazy. Um, I will disagree. I think that we all, when I used to teach, I would tell them anybody can do it. Some it comes easier than others. But exactly. we, are, we are all of these beings, all of us, we are connected. It's just society and the world the way it is and everything in life, it beats it beats it out of us but we all have the, the powers and the connectivity among each other and those in spirit and you should really if you know if somebody has it enjoy it because it's you what it's doing is confirming for you the individual the individual that it doesn't all stop with this body and it's beautiful to come to know that yourself 
It helps clear my brain a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was well, um a question. Well, kind of a question. I had this uh one of my last couple stories. I have I think I had like this uh was it like a spirit animal? I guess. There's uh, this one night I woke up and my cat was like purring so loud and he was like staring at the TV, but like needing me. And I look at the TV and there's this like scary looking gargoyle, but my cat was like pretty happy to see it. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, all right, the cat's not freaking out. So I guess I shouldn't freak out. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's up the, the way the cat's eyes are designed. They see different like dimensions almost. Like I think they they can see like the, the way the light is is different. You know, there's shadows even in the brightest of rooms. That's my next album. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of shadow, real quick, with now with the Hat Man, you know, I think you you added it. You added a, the Hat Man's a very famous one. We have a big, uh, you know, very famous, mostly ghostly episode. Hats off for the Hat Man. Uh, <laughs> quite a, he's an entity. You don't want to play. It's very friendly, uh, friendly talk, friendly uh, title for like uh, kind of an evil dude. He's kind of a wicked man, if I remember correctly. I heard he's like the bringer of death. Yeah, he's trouble. Yeah, how, why did why hasn't he like done anything to me? Like, is it because I like ran through him and like tried to like show myself? That's a good Ray question. I would say maybe that you know the the the, the, the not showing fear things is big because they do yeah. feed off they do feed off of that fear a lot. That's kind of like like in your energy source. The only reason why I think it wouldn't have hurt you or like. Uh, killed you uh would be you you know you 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 intimidated it or uh maybe that you know more of a scarier thing and i hate to say this but the possibility of that i'm still kind of lingering and just kind of doing his damage more under the cuff where you're not you're not quite you're not stabbing somebody in the heart to bleed out but you're giving them you're plucking their their finger so you're drawing a little blood each day, so to speak, to eventually get them. You know what I mean? Oh, that's devious. That's deep, but that's this. These are the type of things that we deal with sometimes. These devious entities. Yeah, I think you know, when we were talking about entities like this, it's, it's the coldest of the cold, the darkest of the dark. It's like some demon stuff, straight up. You know what I mean? It's 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 bad news. Uh, Jake and Jake Blue is coming to town, dude. You know what I mean? Bad news, bears. Yeah, it's troublesome, you know. When you, when, you, when you encounter something like that, um, it will feed off fear and vulnerability. When you decided to run through it, you pushed your energy out there. Mm-hmm. You, you defied it. And both your body and your energy carried right through it. It didn't have a victim anymore. Aha, I have beaten him. <laughs> So it was kind of so that that shift in that energy and that defying it and that just pushing right through it. It's like okay, uh, I think I'll go look for another victim. Uh, this one, this one ain't gonna work. This one fights back. <laughs> I have the energy for this one. It's a very slippery slope. You don't want to be too cocky with it. Nope, because then it's like. 
that right there in itself is is bad news. There's a lot of rules to it. There's a lot of unwritten and written rules to it, which is crazy. Yeah. So I keep my head down and keep it moving with that stuff. I was pretty forceful in the last house I lived in, and I think it, like, acted out. I'm sorry to cut you off. Can you oh, no, for sure. I want to hear about that. <laughs> um, So the, we were having, like, some issues. The guy, um, he was just, like, a roommate. He, he had, like, owned the house, and he was having some, like, issues, like, mentally. And I was like, yo, maybe something's, like, spiritually attacking you. And he kind of, like, agreed and because he felt like it wasn't him, but it ends up being he was just mentally insane. But it's all right. So I there was activity in the house and I was kind of like being really cocky about it because I was like, OK, well, if you're not going to show yourself like, I guess you're not real type thing. And that night I uh, I saw both of my cats leave my room. And then next thing I know, I'm looking like at the mirror and this white thing like runs out from under my bed, like just like it was like not slithery, but it was, like, very fast, and it was just, like, shot right out of my bed into the closet, and I'm, like, tell me the cats are in the living room, and he tells me they are, and I'm, like, that's weird, and he was, like, he runs into the room, he's, like, did you just see a ghost, and, like, I think I saw something, and he's checking under the bed, and I look at the, at the, at the closet, and the next thing I see is, like, this white, body but it was like very sharp looking and it had like very black eyes with the creepiest smile like it was just like hey, hey i am real and i'm like oh shit i've learned my lesson i apologize oh dang yeah dude it's weird yeah dude the shadow people are no joke and all that stuff and i was more of like a like a, re- a reverse shadow person kind of i asked my guys or i asked whatever if um if this was mine and if it was something that was attached to me like you can stay if you're good but can you show yourself in a less scary way (laughs) and i kept seeing like i see randomly still um these like white like lines and it looks like it's attached to something but it doesn't show the whole thing and it's kind of adorable (laughs) ray what's your take on this like reverse shadow type deal where it's almost shadow people but it's like like light color or not they're like shifting too shifting well that that can be an energy well two things one it can be attempting to deceive you okay but also the other thing can be that um if they're not very adept not very good at manifesting their energy uh to be able to present to you then what's going to happen is their image is going to fluctuate it's not going to be very solid um it may shift shape a little bit on you because they're trying, but they really aren't that good and putting enough energy out there to become very, very clear. <laughs> that That's a possibility. Another thing you have to remember is you yourself, being an empath and being ha- having these abilities, you are like a candle in a dark room. Everything in the spirit world will, can see you. Yeah. Oh. So you, you will attract uh, good, bad, indifferent, lost people, and that—that's where where the protection comes in. To and learning how to turn it on and turn it off. Like I stay closed all the time. Um, mm-hmm. If I didn't, um, I remember year, years ago when uh, I spent some years working with someone who was uh, medium, and uh, he would do public galleries and this and that. We spent about five years together training and stuff like that. But very early on, 
I would hate to go to something like a mall or a shopping plaza. Because I'd be getting the energies of all these people. I'd be seeing images of their families because they would see me and they would show up because they'd have a message for the people that, that were there. And it's kind of like, whoa, whoa, I could And he would, he would say like, yeah, you got to learn to shut down. Open up when you want to, but the rest of the time you sh- got to shut it down because it will overwhelm you because you are that beacon. You're like that lighthouse to all these ships lost at sea. So you, you learn how to control it and that, and protect, protect yourself. And when you do have the opportunity to help somebody, then you do give a message. Just be careful of the situations. By that, I'll say I was, uh, my wife's an empath also, and we were waiting to take a tour in Salem. And there was a couple there and they had a, a son with them. And they're walking along, and I said to her, do you see? And she says, a little girl. I said, the blonde. She goes in a red jacket. We're we're describing back and forth, Mm -hmm. piece by piece. And so we're about to go on this tour, and we ended up standing behind these people. And they're walking, and they uh, the husband and wife look at each other, and they get this little sad face, and they're they're bringing the son along saying, I forgot what it was, what the name was, but they they gave a a girl's name. They said she would have loved it if she was still here. <laughs> I, now, that is not the time to turn around and say your daughter is here in her favorite red jacket, the daughter with the blonde. No, that's not the time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you take a situation where we're talking about things now and something comes through for you, this is the right time to do it. That makes sense. You I have see to know a lot when. of things when I'm in public, too. That's where you got to learn how to put those walls up and you open the door when you want it to what you want. Got it. My mom always said, um, I do this from time to time as well. Um, I like picture myself like building a wall of bricks like all around my body that like nothing can get into. Everything is bounced off and I'm just safe in this little like cocoon of bricks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Different people will use different techniques. Whatever works for you, you do it. Hell yeah. I have one last story, by the way. Hi, Coolis. You want to crack into some last story? or? Yeah, sure. Hi, um, cool, 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 cool. It, it's really short, but it's, it's kind of creepy because I felt like you wanted to hear something that was like a little more, a little more gross sounding, I guess. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. One of those nights, um, like the gargoyle night, that happened like maybe two weeks before this. And... I was, I was sleeping and I woke up again, but my cat, he was, um, he was like, his nails were into my skin. Like I woke up because of that. And he was like guarding me in a way. And I see that he's staring above me. So I look up and I see this big loafy man and I've never seen this guy in my life. And it was very physical. Like it wasn't like in my brain. It was, I was seeing him. And he was like, his face was so close to my head. So when I looked up, all I saw was these bulging eyes. And it was like veiny, bloody, terrifying, staring right at me. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, my cat will protect me. So again, I closed my eyes and I was okay. But I woke up to like this scream. It was like a banshee scream. 
and no one else heard it. And it was like echoing, like I was awake and I was still hearing it type thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, it's like a dimensional thing. It kind of makes you wonder what where sleep really is. Is it in the mind or is it in a different dimension? I had a um, weird experience with a, a dream like that. Uh, as a kid where like I had a nightmare and I woke up and like what was happening in the nightmare was happening in real life and like mm-hmm. I left the room and like like it was all real like I le- I ran downstairs and it was all real like whole deal so like there's a weird you know there's a film called Insomniac on YouTube right now for free the Boombastic Media YouTube page and, uh, <laughs> that stuff but like yeah, that the, the, that dimensional that sleep is quite the sleep is the cousin of death. You know what I mean? It really kind of is. It's like or it's sleeping. That, that, no, death being shy. That's what it is. Yeah, that's a good one too. I like that. <laughs> I never heard that before. That's good. <laughs> I think I heard it online or some crap. Ray, what's your favorite uh, little little poetic quote about death? Uh, this life is the dream. The other side is reality. Yo! Be my guru, please. <laughs> the guru. Yikes. I had a question for you. I know that, you know, you like the heavy metals. Get down with some slayers, probably some slipknots. Um... You know, on the show before I brought up the thing, and I think Ray's mind was blown apart because I think, but I think it's an age thing. Not the I'm older than Ray. That's what I mean by it. it's an age thing. But you're closer <laughs> to my age, and I remember I went to a party once, like a sleepover, and like people put pentagrams on their body. Have you ever found yourself in a situation? Well, you, I, I'm sure you have, where they. I, th- I don't think people take pentagrams and stuff as seriously as they should. What's your, th- what's your thoughts on, you know, that? Oh, for me? That question was like a shotgun round. Oh. Yeah. I, I should win an award for that question. <laughs> you should. Can you ask the question one more time, please? I took her mind right away. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I could. I don't know what just happened. So... <laughs> So mainly, one of the this is the deal. This is the deal. So, you know, I think that when I was younger, that whole, you know, almost like people pr- like the rock with rock and roll praising the devil, people putting pentagrams on their on their clothing, on their skin. Um, you know, like it's kind of a rock and roll thing to do, Ozzy Osbourne type deal. Um, <laughs> I never got down with that. I was always, that always spooked me out. I, I putting a pentagram or putting triple six on my arm. Like I came, I grew up in a religious family. So that's all that'll always be burned into my heart and soul and my mind for, of what, you know, what that is. Uh, so I don't know for, I guess first question would be like, did you, what's your thoughts on that? That whole deal. I honestly think it's like, because I love metal, like, I, I go to, like, so many concerts, but I don't know, I see a lot of people, like, do that stuff in general just for the show, so it's, like, for a style, but then I see some, like, other people that, like, they'll put sigils on their body to, like, make a, 
something happen, you know, like it's, it's to enchant them or something. But those are the only two things that I can think of. I love metal too. And I even think like older metal is like, even though there was very devil. So much better. It was. And I think that there was that like devil stuff was there. But I think that if you like Slayer, of course, was like very devil like. But I think a lot of other people, like a Dio, for instance, there's a lot of devil stuff around. But Dio was always kind of more of like a positive thing. You know what I mean? Like the devil being bad type stuff. That was what I gathered from. I think some of their lyrics, too, aren't, like, always meaning just, like, black and white of this is the devil. Like, it could be the devil inside you. You're the demon in my life type thing. Like, Black Sabbath, I think, comes off as almost like a satanic band, but I don't really take them that way. I think of more of, they talked about, like, almost the horrors of hell, because that's kind of the the theatrics of rock and roll is, is like that, you know, the Yeah, the like, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's kind of crazy how people now, do you, I guess the next question of it would be like, do you think that a pentagram and stuff like that hold, hold power? Or do you think it's just, you know, whatever? Do you think that it's a problem for somebody to go tattoo it on their back or some kid to, you know, magic marker it into his forearm? Take? No, because I honestly think that just from like my own, my own like doings, it doesn't matter what you put on or like what you draw, as long as you have that energy to, to manifest that, that coming, you know? So it doesn't matter if it's pentagram, it could be just a circle. It could be nothing. As long as you really believe it and you're manifesting it and you're focusing the, it just helps some people, I guess. Um, I don't think it'd be like bad per se. It all depends on what their intention is with it. Are you are you open to any paranormal thing, or is there something you absolutely would not want to deal with? I'm pretty down for anything as long as I can protect myself. You know, would you want to go take a walk in the Shining Hotel with a friend or two and? Spend I would time? love to go ghost hunting. That's like one of the things that I want to do, like for my life. You think if you you think if you were in a hotel in the in the the, the, the the elevator opened up and blood poured out of you. Think you could control yourself? Or you think you'd be out the window? I would either try to run away from the blood, but still stay on premises, or roll around in the blood. It depends on what personality is in hold. For me, it'd be like the cowardly lion, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> he runs down the hallway and jumps out the window. That's exactly what I would do for sure. Yeah, no, I'd probably be, like, a glutton for punishment just because I see something happening and I don't want to, like, stop seeing it happen. Ray would be, like, a paranormal Iron Man where he'd just raise his fist and it would start (laughs) glowing green and he'd punch the floor and, like, the whole house would, like, blow apart and all the ghosts would just be, like, ghosts of ghosts floating around because he killed (laughs) all of them. You double killed them? You double killed them. I don't know about that. Um, but I agree with you as far as like the pentagram and like the whole principle of a sigil when you design it is the intention in there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the pentagram and what a lot of people don't realize is society now, all of the pentagram, the devil, if you go back in Wiccan, it was never evil. It was never devil worship. Exactly. It was all about like nature and, and the world and you're praising everything that's giving you life. 
because I, I have a friend I've known for about 30 years. Uh, she's Wiccan. Um, she has had her own coven for all of these years. We've done meditations and stuff, ceremonies together. And she is a very kind person. It's an, it's an earth belief system. And, but the pentagram's been hijacked. And put Satanism has been, has been put around it. But I agree with you as far as it's the intention whether it be a tattoo, a sigil, whatever you happen to do that, that counts. As far as being uh, the glowing fist and banging it on the floor to turn the blood back, uh, <laughs> that's, an, that's an interesting thing about the only thing I can compare that to is the time I was in the Ohio State Penitentiary and I was using an obelisk and it started threatening myself and other people I was with. And so I called it out to ask who it was and it said Legion. Oh, hello. So, you know, if, if you know that the quote out of Mark, when they ask the demon what its name is, it says, Legion, we are many. Yep. And I just kick in automatically into a certain mode where I started throwing every uh, banishment prayer and everything else in the world right back at it because I wasn't going to let it touch me or the people I was with. And it stopped. So for me, it's more a protective thing. It, uh, I was confronted with something. I'm going to stand my my ground, and I am going to challenge it, and I'm going to banish it. And uh, that has happened before. But you have to be very careful when you do that. Uh, that that much like you need the confidence when you're delivering messages and mediumship, you also have to know that the powers you call upon to protect you and to banish this thing are in fact real, and they will do it. And that's that's what you stand your ground with, the power that's behind you. I like it. I like it a lot. I but, but I still need to see you in this movie of, like, destroying, well, double-killing these ghosts. <laughs> we're, just wait, we're just waiting on the budget to come through, and we'll be making it. The script's already been written. Peter Jackson once had directed me and him are kind of going back and forth with who's going to have the right to direct it at this time. Can I just be a character that rolls around in the blood and then dies? Like, like, I, I can just be there for like five seconds. It's fine. Make it seven seconds. You got it. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> Those extra seconds for proudly being a part of the Boombastic family for so many. Once again. <laughs> well, Jess, this was a lot of fun. We thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You know, um, you know, just as a part of the Dead Kids of Derry podcast, it's a part of this network, the old Boombastic Media Network. Where My they, boys. Uh, they talk and they, they watch and talk about it. It's like a watch along show where the, with the films of Stephen King, right? Yeah, buddy. I can't wait for this next one. What is it? Creep Show? I think uh, coming up, yeah, I think Stand By Me is coming this weekend. I think this weekend, actually, Stand By Me drops, if I remember, if I check the schedule. I was in the cafeteria at Boombastic Media earlier today, and I seen the old schedule up, the old lineup for what's coming up, and I believe the new Dead Kids of Derry episode pops this Saturday. It's a good one. Yeah, from when people hear this, it'll be this Saturday. Perfect. It's a good one, you know. And uh, see, you're on Boombastic Film Sets. And what other film production company were you working with? Expose by Gino McGahee. Very cool. And he's out of uh, Cinema Eldridge, I believe. 
Very cool, very cool. You got any projects on? I know COVID just came to town and knocked everybody down, but you got anything anything on the horizon to pop off anytime soon? Or well, uh, we did finish the the Scarecrows movie that's already on Amazon Prime, and we just finished um, this Christmas movie. It's a family film. Uh, no, no blood and guts, which I'm very sad about, but it's okay. It's yeah. it's actually really heart touching. It's I didn't realize how many daddy issues I had until after the movie was done filming. Uh, (laughs) But that will be out in October. I'm really excited about it. It's also going to be on uh, Amazon Prime and Peacock. And I also believe, uh, what is it, Tubi TV? Very cool. Hell yeah. Uh, And thank you so much, Ray, by the way, for like all the the stuff. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. It's at some some point in the future... uh... So, well, you can connect with me on Facebook and stuff, but uh, Boombastic, at some, some point in the future, we got to all get, get together and see if we can raise some ghosts up here and see what we can get going. I would love every second of that. <laughs> it's always ghostly over at most of the Gettysburg. Well, this was a blast. This was a blast from the dang past. <laughs> I know we, we closed up on the symbols of the pentagram and stuff. I didn't want to grill you too hard. I hope you didn't take no offense. I I like the I don't hate heavy metal. I love heavy metal. I'm always just very curious to see where heavy metal listeners kind of fall with that pentagram stuff. I know people that um I know people with pentagrams tattooed on their body, good people, you know what I mean? I actually um, have one on my arm. Tattooed? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a lotus, but it's in the shape of a pentagram, and it has music notes all around it because the pentagram is for my mom, and the music notes are for my dad. Lotus. Yeah, I did that for the BF. I love lotus, dude. Dark lotus is awesome. I talked to the guys from Wicked Juggalo Pod Trash, and uh, they want your boyfriend to listen to the show. So, <laughs> with that being said. We hope everybody had fun. If you enjoyed this episode, catch up more. There's a whole bunch of episodes. Ray, we're approaching on what almost like 300 episodes. It feels like. Oh, I I I lost count how many we we got. I know that. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just surprised at myself that I can keep talking about this. <laughs> it's so interesting and all you know, never ending. Because it's the big question mark. There's so many big question marks to talk about and such. You know what I mean? So we'll keep them guessing, keep them going, and we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Woo!